0: Hello, my name is Tim Morrison. Welcome to Sacred Chatter. Thanks for the opportunity to offer you something unique to think about today. Hopefully this will be something creative to ponder as you make life's choices or something that challenges or maybe inspires what you believe about your life. This is Sacred Chatter a spiritual perspective on life and things Hey everybody, so let me say a scripture, you tell me where it's from. Are you ready? It's Bible Scripture time. Don't you remember that from your childhood? Okay, maybe not. Uh, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right, fill in the blank. Awesome. All right, so it comes from Matthew 6. That's specific to chapter 6, verse 10. But you know where it comes from, right? That's the Lord's Prayer. Um, If you're like me, you've said it a ton of times, but I'm really interested in just this concept of kingdom. Um, Your kingdom come, capital Y, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So recently, I've been doing a a good bit of thought about the idea of this God's kingdom on earth. And until recently, I have been concerned with God's kingdom on earth in a plural sense, um, defining earth as a collection of humanity, like um, everybody, and not directly pertaining to me individually. Um, for example, <clears throat> excuse me. I get excited about the day when God's kingdom is recognized on earth by absolutely everybody. Um, I'm kind of told about that in Philippians 2, like verse 10. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under earth. Verse 11, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I get into that, but it's kind of selfish because I fear my intentions are not completely pure. Egotistically, I long for the day um, when I can just justifiably chant and taunt the unbelievers of before with, yeah, I told you so, God rules, every knee bows, and I feel like that kind of validates, you know, my perspective on life. But currently, hmm, I am more interested in God's kingdom revealed in me and less concerned who else on the planet agrees to begin with i try to imagine god's kingdom in heaven well i wonder what that like i imagine heaven to be this culmination of everything jesus taught right for me and no surprise to you i think heaven must be a place where love consumes everything and defines everything hence there is no want or pain or jealousy or insecurity or bitterness or regret or selfishness or hatred, etc., etc. In my spiritual imagination, this is heaven, love. So what is heaven on earth? Okay, it's got to be the same, right? This is when the culmination of Jesus' divine love is expressed all across the earth. Duh. And won't it be excellent? For sure. And if I get personal, and now I define earth as my heart. What does that look like? So you may have already heard me describe moments of sanctification. Now These are moments when I have felt the overwhelming power of consuming love. And yet, I wonder if I have not shared enough of that with you. I have experienced love perfectly and desire to exemplify perfect love. Let me describe. And I remember many times standing in front of the youth choir while listening to them sing. I stare into their sweet faces. My heart soars and I recognize how much I love them and I would do absolutely anything to protect them and care for them. In these moments, love overwhelms me and nothing else matters. And I ask myself, God, why did you pick me, Tim, for this journey? I am so full of gratitude, humility, and complete peace. And I... It doesn't take long to remember earlier moments when I wanted to run from all those youth screaming um, because they're driving me insane. They all fade away in the midst of perfect and divine love. Another example, I have stood in front of the adult choir and the text of a beautiful anthem, it just convicted me to my soul and my heart soared. I feel so unworthy to be part of musical beauty and spiritual truth my love as much as my song rises to the heavens these are moments when god's kingdom of love is surprising and catches me off guard but there are other moments when i have to pursue and seek god's kingdom these all begin with the same spiritual discipline when i find myself in need of god's anointing this is what i do I seek a quiet place and I simply pray over and over and over again, I pray the same prayer. It goes like this, God, pour your grace over me, flood divine love upon me until it consumes me and I become it. I stay in that repetitive place for a period of time, continue to bathe in it and earnestly seek it and desire to become it. This is my invitation to God to fill me up with grace and drench me in love until its power changes me. This is when I think God's kingdom, a little bit of heaven, resides in me. Only at this point of of love's discernment am I ready to face humanity. It never ceases to amaze me how kingdom love reshapes everything in me. I remember a moment when I was deeply troubled about a pending conversation that promised painful conflict, I found myself rehearsing the many reasons that justified my resentment, my disappointment, and my anger. Now, I had every reason to retaliate. Yet that wonderful prayer for God's kingdom of love in me turned everything upside down. Love consumed. It strengthened my self-worth and it destroyed my need to be right. Love changed my perception of my perceived oppressor and stole my desire for revenge. I remember so many times when I had been asked to offer a meditation and had nothing to offer. Then, that wonderful prayer for God's kingdom of love, the same one I mentioned before, a vision of love came to me that needed sharing. I was left feeling energized, humbled, and grateful, so full of peace and ready to share. Sometimes people have honored me and trusted me in their most vulnerable moments. It might be to a physical ailment or something spiritual or emotional and I sit in their presence aware of my ignorance and I feel I have no wisdom to share. Then that same wonderful prayer for God's kingdom of love in me it just fills in the gaps it intercedes and offers hope even if no words are articulated i've also been afraid facing self-doubt and insecurity moments of stress and fear of failure they can create debilitating anxiety do you know what i mean then that wonderful prayer of God's kingdom of love In me, it fills me with the assurance of who I am, whom I call to be, and who I should serve. From time to time, I sit in the middle of my responsibilities and focus on the injustice of living on this earth. Do you? Life is not fair, and the tasks before me seem too big, too hard, too painful, or just no fun. Procrastination makes them bigger and harder. I justify chosen avoidance with a million reasons. Then that same wonderful prayer for God's kingdom of love in me fills me with perspective. Divine love has power. Human task, when approached with divine love, well, I think that's how mountains are moved. In some human situations, it's only divine love that can conquer, accomplish, move, destroy, or achieve. I know this. I've known this. I've experienced this. Why do I wait so long to choose this prayer? I remember moments in my life when everything seemed perfect. I remember leaping out of bed in the morning excited for what the day might bring and lying on my pillow at night so impressed with what life has afforded me. Then, That same wonderful prayer for God's kingdom of love in me fills me with perspective. It shines a light on my lack of self-awareness, my justified selfishness, and my arrogant independence. Love consumes, convicts, inspires sacrificial service, and brings humility that centers and reshapes in times of bounty as much as in times of drought. There have been times in my life when martyrdom spoiled everything. I have crawled inside myself and whined about a life chosen of servanthood and sacrifice. And Ray Kinsella's quote in a field of dreams has the power to define my self-pity. I have done what I have been told and not once did I ask what's in it for me. But what's in it for me? Then... That wonderful prayer for God's kingdom of love fills me with perspective. Yes, a life with God's kingdom in my heart can be a blessing for the world around me. However, the greatest blessing is always the one inside of me. Now get this. Sometimes I make the mistake of approaching my spiritual discipline, this prayer, with the singular goal of receiving love. I long for that assurance that I step into this discipline trying to elicit a feel-good response. And I am reminded, God has already loved. I step into this practice not to receive love, but to claim love that I know God has already extended. This is the moment in which I just name love, I articulate love, I proclaim love, and I remind myself of God's love for even me. I confess, I acknowledge that I have said this prayer and done this journey only seeking to feel love rather than to become love. It's one thing to know love, and it's another to be love. God is known in the first step. The kingdom of God is realized in the second. These are personal testimonies of God's kingdom of love revealed in me. In this space, divine love saves me, well, from myself. This is when I am saved from my own humanity. Hence, in me, there is no want. In this moment, no pain, no jealousy, no insecurity, no bitterness, no regret, nor selfishness, nor hatred, etc., etc., This saving grace is my earthly experience of salvation. I I need not wait for my life on this earth to end before I can enjoy freedom from sin. Divine love has saving power. In my spiritual imagination, this is my heaven on earth, and it's in me. It starts singular. It's not a plural thing. I believe this is when the kingdom of heaven becomes the kingdom on earth, and that sanctification begins within me. This is that prayer, God, pour your grace over me. Flood love upon me until it consumes me, and I become it. Now, when I read the Lord's Prayer in first person, it becomes personal. Like so many places in the Bible, I recognize that these words are meant for me and not just collective humanity. Your kingdom come, your will be done in me as it is in heaven. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This is Tim Morrison, and I am deeply grateful that you have allowed me to step into your life today. It's humbling. Be encouraged to send this message to anyone you feel might benefit from this podcast. And feel free to jump on the website to respond and continue our conversation. It's a crazy world out there. So join the sacred chatter. Now add your spiritual perspective on life and things that matter.